What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you excited for a new month? New? Uh, it's July. Anything can happen, Gary. It's, we're halfway through this, this shit show of a year. Ugh. Could there be light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. Speaking of light, Gray, I love I love what you've got going on right now with this natural uh, sunlight coming in yep. on your face. It looks, of course, it's, it's of doing course, wonders everybody. for you. Well, you know, Gary, I finally joined you in the pro streamer rank here, and Kevin brought me this 4K camera. So, like, I look beautiful. I got this depth of field. I don't. Hey, Jen, what is that? What is that that you're Hold using? One second, right I gotta have a, I had a conversation with my wife. Yesterday, Kevin said that he wants to get hue lights that he can put back here, and then he can control. So they'll be white when we're alone, but then when we're on camera, he'll put like the kind of funny blue and pinks back there. How's that sound? Mm, she says absolutely not, Kevin, but I think we could sell her on it. You know what, what I mean? What is, first off, what is this sorry, camera? Sorry, what, yeah, because it's, it's, it's very good. I definitely have oh, a Oh, thank you. Up. It's it's one. It's got the it's got a lot. It's got a lens in the front, and then it's got a thing in the back. And yeah, Sony it looks great. Oh, one of the, okay, one of those. Yeah, all right. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, that narrows it down. Sony but here's my thing. A6400 is what it is. Kevin... There's oh, a very bit of, that's what I'm using. There's a little bit of delay, obviously. But like, how confident are you, Kevin, that you could have the hue lights back there? And then if you see Jen start to approach out of the room, you could go from whatever it is right back to white. It's When I see her, it's too late. At that point, <laughs> she's out. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Can we rig up some kind of motion detector on the door that when you feel the door yes. open, that's when you know you yeah, have to do something? Like, legitimately, I have an extra hue motion uh, sensor right now. We could put it in the entryway, shooting down. So as soon yeah. as it opens, it shoots over to yellow. Because that's the problem here. You look at Tim's setup. You look at Gary's setup right now. What sets it apart from mine outside of the you know the camera I'm on top of now? Of course, I got the wait for the natural light to get to a place that doesn't look weird. But more importantly, it's the light. Look at how cool Gary's backdrop looks yeah. because of the light. Yeah. Look at me. I got this going on. I forgot to put together you the know, couch one, this morning. One streamer tip that I learned what, when I got into the streaming three pillows? game. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think about it. Anyways, what's your streamer tip, Gary? Um. A good a good light is just as important, if not more important, than a good camera. Sure. You well, can have I a really good best, camera, but the if the lighting light, is terrible, light. it can only do so much. But good lighting will make even a bad webcam look way better. That's true. That's and you true. can get like a twenty dollar light. I'm using like a, one of the really good Elgato key lights, but you can get sure. like a twenty dollar ring light from Amazon that will make your crappy yeah. webcam. Well, again, his, though, his problem you, is you know, usually sunlight. in San Francisco, it's overcast, so this this like this balances out nicely. Yeah, yeah this, this balances out nicely. Yeah. Just today, having, it's a having said that, this quality of image with the really good kind of diffused bokeh effect—you're only going to get that with the kind of fi fancy cameras that you and I are using. Webcams just sure, won't do that. Of course. Yeah, huh. it's a shame. Well, I mean, the technology is going to get there. Don't worry about it. Hey, just put a bigger sensor on it. It'll just—it gets more expensive. Is the problem? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, guys. It's time to talk about if PlayStation's getting serious about indies. Are you ready to play some new Xbox games? And how crazy is Devolver going to get this year? Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, and so much more. Remember, only on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games can you get the show ad-free and the exclusive post show we do each and every 
every weekday along with the show. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, toss us a follow. If you got Twitch Prime, use that to give us that free sub. Remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, and you have to give away a sub each and every 30 days. They don't remind you. They don't want you to remember. Uh, of course, while you're on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and Rooster Teeth and podcast services around the globe. Bertello's head's right here, so I kind of get a real good hit on it. I don't want to crush the dog. Uh, housekeeping for you uh, over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games BJ writes in and says with E3 month now over I was wondering how you guys felt about it was it good having all that news spread out well good news for you BJ today we're recording the kind of funny games cast and talking about who has won E3 so far this will be a topic of discussion you should tune in live patreon.com slash kind of funny games 2 p.m. Pacific time of course it'll be up later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe uh more housekeeping for you thursday and friday 3 to 5 p.m we're back doing predator streams that's right predator hunting grounds we'll be playing as the samurai predator i'm very excited to kill nick you can watch live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games maybe on youtube.com slash kind of funny games later we'd like to see what's going on with the content before we decide what we're gonna do with it uh thank you to our patreon producers mohammed mohammed aka momo connor nolan aka connor dow blackjack aka nothing uh today we're brought to you by brooklyn but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report is this still the app or is this a different app kevin it's time what for the some hell news. is that is he Five items on the roper report is he trying to do a morse code uh, Baker's yeah that's right yeah of course that because that's where the the original the, the, it was supposed to be the breaking news, like yeah, news bulletin from NBC. That's how we always started with the Roper Report and the in the do 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 do. And then yeah, Kevin's now brought it back to actually having a soundboard, which is I think just his phone. Is that correct, Kevin? Yep, yep, just my you just tap, phone. Tap randomly. Yeah, that that, yeah, that was sure. something. All right. Hey man, you know what? We're talking about increasing the production value. We got a better camera. We got you as a better co-host. And now we got this better, you know, do 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 do. That's how it's going. That's how it's going. I work. mean, two two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen is playstation taking indies more seriously uh i'm gonna start with a post over on the playstation blog from the one and only shuhei yoshida hi everyone as some of you may have noticed i have long been a big fan of indie games and ever since i was appointed as head of the indies initiative for playstation in november of last year i've been working closely with all departments at sony interactive entertainment to elevate our efforts to help make indie developers lives easier and their titles shine in this super competitive video game market I'm pleased to formally announce the PlayStation Indies initiative. With PlayStation Indies, we hope to spotlight and support the best of the best indie games being published on PlayStation and the entire indie community as a whole. Our goal is to make PlayStation the best place to play, I'm sorry, best place to develop, find, and play great indie games. The indie community is increasingly important for the future of the video game industry. As AAA game development has grown so financially demanding that big companies are finding it harder to take risks to invest in new concepts that may or may not work. We trust indie development, or I'm sorry, indie developers with strong vision. Well, we trust indie developers with strong vision will continue to bring ideas that have never been tried before, creating whole new genres of games and advancing the art and meaning of video games. 
PlayStation has always embraced uh, games with completely new concepts like Parappa the Rapper, Katamari uh, Damacy, uh, Little Big Planet, and Journey. And we look forward to seeing what surprising new ideas will come next. I was so excited to see the strong reactions to the amazing indie titles featured in the PS5 Future of Gaming event a few weeks ago. Uh, do they not look charming and interesting? I, for one, could not get the Bug Snack song out of my head for, uh, for a few days since the show went live. While details are still forthcoming, we also we are also happy to confirm a new indie title will join PlayStation Now service every month, starting with Hello Neighbor in July. Please look for our monthly PS Now post for more information. Today, alongside news of the PlayStation Indies initiative, we're happy to debut nine imaginative and exciting titles coming to both PS4 and PS5. Stay tuned throughout the morning for these reveals. We'll gather them up here once they've concluded. Can't wait to hear what you think. So literally right now, Gary Witta, on the PlayStation blog slash PlayStation Twitter slash PlayStation YouTube, uh, indie games are being announced at an interesting clip. As Shu says, nine are going to be out there. Right now, six are up, even though I'm not sure. I recompile I had heard of, so I don't know if that's counting as one of them, and they haven't posted it on the blog as if it's one of them. So I'm a bit, oh no, hold on. They've ad- they added another one to Cardio. Okay. So Gary, let's start here. What's your take? Is PlayStation getting serious about indies again? Because this has been an ongoing debate of how they would handle it. They were big on it in the launch of PlayStation 4, kind of quieted down, let the Nindies, let the Xbox Game Pass steal that thunder. Are they trying to take it back? I mean, I always felt like PlayStation has been pretty good with with indies. I mean, you, 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 you follow uh, the PlayStation sphere more closely than I do. Has, has PlayStation, as, as the quality... And the quantity of indie games on PlayStation kind of been up and down over the years. You're more an expert than I am on this one. It's not that the quality and quantity are like support. It's more the fact that at the launch of the PlayStation 4, they were doing what they're doing right now as they launched the PlayStation 5. Of, hey, indie developers, bring your games here. We're going to have your games here. We want to put you on stage. You saw it, you know, uh, or with the Adam Boys, Geo Corsi, uh, PSXs, where they would come out, and E3s, where they would come out and actually talk about, hey, like, here's a great indie that's coming from our partners at whatever, and they'd show it on stage. As PlayStation 4 dominated this generation and just raced ahead of everybody else, you saw that taper off, where the E3 presentations were, we're just doing our AAA stuff, we're just doing our first party stuff, we're going to double down and focus on that. And that's when I think the oxygen in the room diverted to, all right, the switch is out and everybody wants everything on this. So, you know, they were doing the Nindies event every year at GDC. Uh, You saw Xbox, right? Start signing these game pass deals, start talking about ID at Xbox a lot louder and trying to get things in there in terms of here's where we're making deals with Indies to have them exclusive, uh, exclusive to game pass and have them, you know, make their money back in one foul swoop. You didn't see PlayStation do that as much. They backed off, not in terms of there were no Indies there. There were, it was just that you didn't see them for the most part banging the drama that they were the place for indies okay well i'm certainly glad that there's a renewed effort there i mean i you know continue to think that um we live we're living through kind of a golden age for indie games across all platforms right now i mean even even nintendo even nintendo even the nintendo switch is a great platform for indie games right now so everyone is 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 in there like you said idea xbox is a terrific indie program the nintendo switch has become a really really fertile uh, platform. I think a lot of developers have said that you know the Switch is where they actually make their the most money when they 100%. have indie games go across multiple platforms. Uh, and it's great. It's, uh, yeah, and it, it's good to see play. I guess I don't know what you would call it, like renewing their vows or something like they're exactly. kind of renewing their commitment to indies. Um, and that's great. So I mean, so, some some of I would say, if not 
like mo I would say probably the majority of my favorite games over the past five years across all console platforms have been indie titles. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. And I, I that's when uh, Shu moved from President of Worldwide Studios to the head of this indie initiative. When they got Greg Rice from Double Fine and somebody who's so instrumental in Day of the Devs and brought him over there, that was the conversation of okay cool is sony really back into it so to come out here and formally announce this playstation indies initiative right now it's just talk and i think as you see with every console launch right it takes so much longer for triple a and big publishers to spin up their wheels and get something going it's interesting to see you know once again playstation come out here and be like all right we're doing this. We're going to try to support this. We're going to try to get it out there. Uh, how do you feel about this one? They, they put a lot of interesting things in this. So they announced the initiative. That's great. But this one here, we are also happy to confirm a new indie title will join the PlayStation Now service every month. Gary Whitta, when's the last time you thought of PlayStation Now? I, I never. I, I don't know that much <laughs> about it or what it is. I mean, ex explain PlayStation Now to me. I'm very ignorant on this. Is it, is it basically their version of Game Pass? I have no yeah, idea what it is. Exactly. Okay. It's an online streaming service for PlayStation 4 or whatever. And you, you also have PS4, PS3, and some PS2 games on there. Uh, 10 bucks a month. Go on there. Play whatever you want. They re recently, in recent memory, I would say what it's been. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. A year and a half, right? I would say. I'm bad at time. But that they added the ability to download stuff. Maybe two years at this point. That you could download them and play them locally. Uh ps4 games not ps3 stuff um and so yeah they've added that kind of stuff in there but yeah it's their streaming service in turn you know to combat thank you so much uh uh xbox game pass and it is successful yeah i think it's one of those that we always talk about on this show uh you know there was some stats i forget from what quarterly financial whatever that or and, and it showed like you know that playstation actually does really really well for what it is and uh is making more revenue than game pass at the time that was that was a you, those, these stats are out there kind of funny.com slash you're wrong again too on that uh but yeah it's their idea just doesn't get the fanfare uh that the others get and i the other big question right gary you got shoe you got greg rice it's a launch of the playstation 5 are they going to be all in on indies they have this initiative and of course like bug snacks and all the other indies we saw at the playstation 5 event okay they're putting them front and center again the other big question for PlayStation 5 has been, for that generation, what is PlayStation now going to be? When they come out and they do talk about PlayStation 5 and they talk about all the services and bells and whistles, are they repackaging PlayStation now? Are they putting with PlayStation Plus? Are they getting more aggressive about it when you think of the fact that like it's not every first-party PlayStation game that's on PlayStation now? Like, Where do you get in and how do you actually get people excited for this service do you rebrand it do you relaunch it and then to see them maybe first move maybe not maybe it's just the only move they're doing say that they're actually going to put a new indie title into playstation now every month that gets exciting but when i think you sit there and you co compare it to xbox game pass it's a different ball of wax well i was going to say one 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 game a month sounds still sounds like pretty slim pickings when you compare to what game pass does every month well they're putting there, there's other stuff they put into playstation now for the record it's just that yeah they're one new PlayStation one indie titles joining playstation okay, now, which it, is a it, weird it. commitment again to what you're talking about i'm going uh, to put you're you're on the i'm gonna, sorry i'm going to put you on the spot oh, greg sure. with a would you rather for okay. the, i'm going to say for the next Two years. I'm not going to make it easy. I'm going to just say, for the next two years, if you could yeah. only play AAA games or indie games, oh, which way would you go? Which what would oh, you rather no, do? Gary, don't do that. Wow, I, I thought know, I was doing, I'm between, doing it to you. I thought it was going to be between Xbox and a uh, or Game no, Pass. No, that's, that's too that's too easy. That's too easy. Xbox indie uh, indie games only or AAA games only for Fuck. the next two years. You're not going to like the answer. <laughs> 
I would say I would say triple A. So what? Yeah, so the way I, so what I hear when you say that, Greg, is you don't care about bug snacks. <laughs> that is reading between the lines, Gary. You're right. I don't care about bug snacks. Now, bear in mind, you're, obviously, AAA games would be bigger, but you're going to get far fewer of them. You would rather have fewer bigger games than more, you know, smaller and quirkier games. See, here's my thing about it. And obviously, for the record, uh, you know, we help, we put on or, you know, we co-produced the Gorilla Collective, which was mainly focused on indies. I've done the Kind of Funny Games Showcase three times now that are all indies. I love indies. I'm not saying that. My personal preference, though, and what I find with most indie games I play is that it is so rare for me to roll credits in an indie game in an indie game usually what happens is it's what you're talking about it's a quirky game you get in there and it's untitled goose game and i play around with it for a while and i'm like i get it but it's always the thing i think and I, this is a broad brush of course so and i there's a million examples of it going the other way so please don't eat my lunch too badly but i feel so many indie games have that great packs demo where you go there and you play that thing, you play it for a little bit, and you're like, this is awesome. This is a cool idea. I love it. And then trying to put that out over an eight hour period doesn't necessarily float the boat for me. In terms of I go in there, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I get it. Even like um Moonlighter, that game I loved on Switch. That was it is a Greg Miller ass game. It was a Greg Miller ass game or whatever, right? Like I adored that when I got turned on to it, but I never finished it. I never rolled credits on it. I think I got to the third uh dungeon of it and I was like, all right, cool, I get it. And like something else came along and I moved on. I feel like what for what I want out of my games usually, which is that narrative experience that's on par, or, you know, chasing after movies, right, or TV, where I'm the main character. I feel like AAA does that better than indies most of the time because so many indies I'm, are just not the exact combination I'm looking for of storytelling and voice acting and narrative structure. I I would go the other way rather than having like I don't know whatever it would be like six to eight triple a games if you think about like how many like of the big like truly mag mega triple a relate re releases are there each year on a platform eight ten i you know rather than i would rather you know and they're like what 30 40 50 hour experiences uh i would rather have 50 10 hour experiences uh than 10 50 hour experiences does that make sense no 100 and i and i don't think that's the wrong look at it at all i just think when i when i sit here and you know even if i pull up as i always do when i when people are like what was the best game or whatever year and i put my giant bomb top 10 usually my giant bomb top 10s are dominated by triple a or double a experiences and then there's a few indies in there that caught me off guard that i totally fucking love you know like, like apple arcade last year with uh, assemble with care or going home or uh telling lies like there are those experiences that i think are unmatched and i'm still gonna uh, emily is away emily is away too and now the next emily is away that we're still waiting for kyle finish it there there are a laundry list of indies that i that i love and adore and like i think are next level but i think when you sit there and you i reflect back on you know games i want like if it would have been like to even take your question now and be like okay cool like if we had had this conversation last year right like to not have last of us part two in that conversation to not have I was going to say Odyssey, but I guess that was two years. I mean, ago. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's an easy choice. Like oh, the, no, whole, no. the whole point of it is like you'd have to like either side. You're giving up a bunch of awesome stuff. That's why it's a tough question. Uh, before we pit, uh, pivot, I, we're still in this PlayStation story. I want to go through the games that actually got announced today, and I think this actually speaks to my thing of like, all right, so far as of my as of right now, ten twenty one a.m. Uh, it looks like seven games have been like. How many of these seven games am I stoked for? Right, uh, real quick to add to the conversation, your wrongs here. Nanobiologist points out, PS Now allowed the download feature of PlayStation Four games starting September twenty first, two 
2018. So I, my year and a half is just shy. Two, two years would have been more accurate, which I eventually said. Nanobiologist also says, as of May 19th, 2020, PS Now had 2.2 million subscribers. However, Charles Jacobson has the number I was talking about. Uh, back in 2018, it was the most successful subscription service as it made more than all others combined. So again, those are, you know, 2018 is an outdated figure, 2.2. And I think mindshare wise game passes on such a different level but i am fascinated to see what playstation's outlook with indies is on playstation 5 and then more importantly how long they keep with it and what their indies initiative looks like and how much they're actually supporting them and promoting them and you know what is going on with uh your next uh playstation showcases and stuff like that where you're doing it however like i said uh, or actually she said we're happy to debut nine imaginative and exciting titles coming to both playstation 4 and playstation 5 right now kevin are you ready to run trailers while i talk about these games well what's up <laughs> no you, i'm kevin. kidding i'm ready i know you are you're gonna do your job <laughs> kev, kev. Uh, yeah. all right so we're starting with the first one announced which was fist f-i-s-t forged in shadow torch uh, so most of these are reading from the PlayStation blog. Some are reading from their YouTube descriptions. Uh, only one or only one, two of them sent me press releases. And I got to tell you, you guys got to send more press releases because the blogs are rambling. The YouTube things are more to the point. Anyways, here we go, Gary. All right. What's this Fist. first one? Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, a PlayStation China Hero Project selected game. Take a glimpse of the original story and the arcade-style combat in an interconnected Metroidvania game map combining Oriental City View and gorgeous diesel punk aesthetics. This looks uh, present- really pretty. Present- yeah, I know, right? Presenting an excellent visual performance to bring the old-school genre to a new level. So yeah, here, we're watching the trailer if you're in audio listener. Like I said, diesel punk, so you know what that means. I don't know what that means, but oh it looks God, like, you know, bear. oh my God, is oh, that, is that a, a bear. welding bear? That's a welding I'm, bear. I'm, yeah. I'm in immediately. Carrie's in already. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going through it's a cinematic trailer here, but yeah, Metroidvania, I believe you play as this rabbit who's entering now as you platform okay. around and fight stuff. Is this going to show any gameplay or is it all cinematic? Uh, Gary, I want you to know, I didn't look Whoa. ahead because I didn't want, I wanted experience. Oh my God, it's like a mech have... rabbit. That's amazing. Yeah. You think he so gets you, like, this is gameplay suit? right here. This is gameplay. You Metroidvania okay, right here. Yeah, I'm like buying a game in real. Guys, I can really dig this. Yeah, yeah this looks gotta, great. You got a whip. I would play this. Yeah. Oh, no, never mind. I hate whips. I'm out. Kevin, don't be like that. <laughs> it's called Fist? Yeah, F-I-S-T. And, it, and it's, he's got a big got this, fist, like, Gary. giant mecha fist, basically. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Forged what is the, in you know what the F-I-S-T stands for forged in shadow torch okay all right why not i like it beautiful <laughs> all right, why not? there you go yeah rabbits punching people so there you go uh oh, come on i mean what's not to like to it's a third arm not his second arm oh, oh wow oh. what's not to like kevin the next one is specifically for you the gopro all right uh first off i'm sorry forged uh, in shadow torch is a playstation 4 game uh number two is maquette on PlayStation 4. Maquette is a puzzle game, but not in the sense that Sudoku is a puzzle. Uh, more like a story that has puzzles throughout. As you explore the game's recursive world, you'll uncover memories of a young couple in love solving puzzles through creative thinking. Oh, they showed this one before. I remember liking this one. Yeah. So here we go. I think, is it, so this is its console announcement. Does that make sense? That it was already shown for PC or Epic Games. This reminds me of that. We talked about this before. This reminds me of that other indie title that plays with Subliminal. Yeah, Superliminal. Superliminal, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's the idea here, right? As you look through these uh, pieces, you figure out how to, they all match up and solve the puzzle. Because it's too big and heavy. Too big, Kevin. See, it's a perspective puzzle. But if we go inside this dome, you'll see we have a smaller version of the same world. Oh. You can see a smaller castle. Yeah, we've seen this trailer. Ornate dome. This game looks yeah, cool. It's, towers. Yeah, it does. And coming a smaller console. version of the cube. That's all you just play. You gonna get out? <laughs> we're, we're, we're real gamers. I think, super, I think super, super, to me personally, Superliminal looked like a more interesting version of the same idea, but they both Agreed. look cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. We'll see what happens with this one, but yeah. Get over here, move your puzzles around. Kevin, are you in? As the GoPro, one hundred percent. All right, moving on to number three. This is where the heart is. Anything that we. I mean, it's it's just, it's a it's a gameplay walkthrough. Yeah, you're right. Sadly, it's not that uh, grabbing. Where the heart is is the Greg Miller ass game. I'll tell you right now. PlayStation Four. They sent a press release, so they get the most texts I read. Where the heart is a surreal narrative journey through one man's past, where he will reevaluate a lifetime of important decisions. Seeks greener pastures on PlayStation Four in winter 2020. Directed and conceived by Armature Studio co-founder Todd Keller, lead artist for Metroid Prime, Where the Heart Is emer uh, yeah, emerges from an all-star team of veteran developers, including Beth Foster, senior artist on Metroid Prime, and Scott Eaton, art manager for God of War. On the kind of fate... On the kind of fateful stormy night that changes a man's destiny, an enormous sinkhole opens up in the middle of Whit Anderson's farm. As thunder rumbles and rain lashes the Andersons, Casey, their curious golden retriever, ventures too close to the gaping maw and tumbles in. Desperate to save Casey, Whit descends into the darkness but emerges in a realm beyond his imagining. In this strange world, constantly shifting like the stops and starts of a dream, Whit bears witness to the story of his life and gains the power to change it. That is fuck. That has Greg Miller written all sure, fucking okay. over it. Very, very indie. Totally. And this is what, but this is what I love of a good indie, right? Of like, let's do like, something weird, a, narrative, like a bit pretentious, very story driven. But, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll play it. I'll give it a try. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could this be. looks. This looks good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm also I agree. Getting, uh, it, it also reminds me of the Goose Game. Untitled Goose. Yeah. Which I liked a lot. So. We'll see how, how it plays out. All right, how let's does this remind on. you of Goose Game? Aesthetically. It's got green. Really? If, if Kevin sees you don't green, think it look, you, don't, you don't think it looks aesthetically like Untitled Goose Game? No, it looks nothing like it. Well, I mean, that's your opinion. Look, he's he's blinking his kids out of existence. And his dog. No. No. You think he Not died? Dog. You think that's what it's about? Him accepting his own death? No, I don't think so. I think it's you know he's gonna he's gonna get to change it. No point. And like, like he's he's like the goose, Gary. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up about the Did goose, you, Kevin. Kevin start drinking early this morning or something. I don't Did know what's going on. Did he ever stop? Uh, the next one here is Heavenly Bodies. This no, I'm sorry, it's Creeks. I'm sorry, Creeks is no, the next one. Number four on my list here is Creeks PS4. Uh, from the creators of indie classics Machinarium and. Uh, Samo Roast, don't know. Comes Creeks, a new puzzle adventure game that delights the senses with its hand-painted visuals, precise animation, eerie sounds, and an eclectic original score from a hidden orchestra. Proceed at your own pace at figuring out the solution to dozens of carefully designed puzzles, explore the mansion for hidden paintings, and uncover the great secret. Did you say this was from the makers of Machinarium? Correct. I did say yeah, that. You, yeah, you, you could tell. Totally. You look at this and I would have, I would have told you that, right? Did you like Machinarium? Did you play my wife liked it a lot. I so one of the things I like about indie games is they get to take more creative risks. Yeah. And like you know, you would never see something like this at the AAA level, and it wouldn't appropriate. It wouldn't be appropriate for it to be at the AAA level. This is what indie games are all about. For, for you know, but in, but in, so indie games try all these different things. 
and it it largely comes down to a matter of taste. I really admire like this kind of aesthetic that they're trying to do something different but like i don't know if i like i couldn't take too much of this i don't think i can play a whole game in this style just like sure. just not my it's not my cup of tea aesthetically but it's very you know very artistic and very original and that's you know this is number four right and this is back to my point of the four games we've seen don't get me wrong i respect them all yada 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 where where the heart is is the only one that i'm like oh, i want to play that like i'm just not a puzzle game guy and i feel like indies hang so much on that Oh, you wouldn't play the, the the robot bunny thing? I would play that. No, it, it, that that that's another stuff. And that's this is just these are just personal Greg Miller choices. It's like yeah, the the bionic commando shadow uh, complex thing really isn't my style. Okay. Uh, you don't like Dead Cells? You don't like Metroidvania type games? I, I it, the rare occasion like uh, Axiom Verge, I really really dug. But like Dead Cells, yeah, I couldn't get into. Even though okay. well, you know, here's a good point. We're just gonna toss this in because I put. I actually I might have deleted it. Because we're getting so long in the tooth already. Uh, Dead Cells has sold, I think, three million copies. Heads Can up we to start that. this one with the volume lower? No, my ears are blown out now. It's good. Yeah. Uh, next up on this list of PlayStation Indies, though, is number five, Heavenly Bodies. Uh, this is a PS5 game. Uh, discover the ever-changing nuances of weightless motion in Heavenly Bodies coming to PS4 in 2021. Interesting. They said PlayStation 5 on something else. I'll look into that while we do this. Wrangle the hands and arms of a courageous cosmonaut and push, pull, and twist your way through a precarious range of physically uh, simulated stellar scenarios where, without gravity, nothing is still, nothing is secure, and nothing is safe. Simple. God, is, is this is this getting over it with Bennett Foddy in space? Because that's kind of what it looks like. What is that? I don't know what that is. You never played Getting Over It? Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, is the one where, where you got the big it's old like swing The guy in a barrel, and it was like oh, physics. No, you had like a barrel and a pickaxe, and you had to like climb these environments, and it was very physics-based and very fun, but like really, really frustrating. Right. And it looks like that concept, but in zero gravity, basically. Greg, what are you saying about big old dicks? Well, when we played, remember, Kevin, this one where we always climbed on friends. each other? Mount your friends. Mount your friends. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking of. Now, hold on a second. I'm, you I'm, think, you think oh, Heavenly Bodies. Hold on, everybody. Sorry, just to be clear. Heavenly Bodies is coming to PS5 and PS4. This oh. is from the blog post. It was the it was the YouTube that had it as just PlayStation 4. And that's where I copied their description because their blog post is way too wordy and long. And I could have gone for a press release, but I digress. I can already tell you right now that that game would frustrate the hell out of me. <laughs> so that's a no-go for gary when someone says uh, cosmonauts that that implies that they're russian astronauts right? yeah or soviet yeah that checks out for me yeah uh here's where i want to say that again we're into a Do we an call interesting people soviet still not anymore but soviet there was here's one that I'm not 100% sure of, but I'm putting in here. Again, remember they said they're going to do nine indie titles and they listed them all out here. And then they, but they're not putting them together yet. So number six I'm putting in is re, re, Recompile, which I believe was part of the Gorilla uh, Collective showcase we did. Yes, this was part of the Gorilla Collective showcase. So I may be there. We were just talking about it being on PC. Uh, here, though, we are confirming PlayStation 5. Infiltrate recompiles stunning digital world in this exploration-based hacking platformer coming to PlayStation 5. Explore, fight, and hack your way through a virtual landscape that'll react to your actions as you try to escape deletion. What do you think of this one, Greg? Cool art style. Like, I, I like this idea of, like, you know... I guess we're inside the computer and we're trying to run around and not get hacked to death or whatever. You gotta, you gotta jack into the interwebs. I, you know, I've been jacking into the interwebs for a long, long time. Basically, it's pure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like the song. I like the visual style. But again, this is what I'm talking about where it's like, all right, cool. This 
Looks like a neat game, but would I play it for more than a couple hours? I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to wait and see how that one goes. Um, again, now keep up with me because these are breaking as we go. Like I said, Cardo is number seven on the list here. Uh, Cardo is coming to PlayStation 4 this fall, 2020. Cardo is a chill adventure game wrapped around a unique world-shifting puzzle mechanic. Use this power to explore mysterious lands, help a quirky cast of new friends, and guide Cardo on her journey home. Kevin, as a reminder, that wasn't on you. That was one that broke. So I don't want you to feel bad about me. I, I didn't feel bad. I blamed you. Kevin, I, frankly, I thought it was rude Kevin. you didn't give me a little moment to don't, grab it. Don't hurt, your, don't hurt yourself, Kevin. So this is Cardo. Cardo's adorable. Ooh, oh, I'm spinning the card. You see, yeah, this is my kind of puzzle. That was interesting. I'm, I'm, so if you're an audio, it looks like you're you had an overworld map here, and then you have to move the cards around it and do stuff for it. That's how you move around. Yes, yeah, so you pick the card, you move the card. Oh, okay, all right. It's go. like one yeah, of those like slidey block tile puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carto like a card. You see? That's cute. I like that. That's a cute idea. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, the next up, one. Dude? I'm just I'm just putting the link into the blog post because they don't have it on YouTube yet. I'm sorry. I prefer to give you that video, but no, you can let it go because Carto's adorable, and I do like oh. this. Oh, uh, the like they did show this during the PS5 showcase, right? No. I think I remember seeing this. They didn't. No. It's like again I've these seen games this before. Well, again, I think what they're doing here is again the whole point of PlayStation's indie initiative with PS4 was, hey, PC developers, it's easy to bring your game over. So I assume that's what you're happening. Lots of these games have probably been announced before for PC, including right. this one, which is Haven. Haven, of course, has been on the kind of funny game showcase uh, at PAX uh, West last year. Hey, uh, partial nudity and sexual themes. Uh -oh. Well, you're a couple and you're just fucking, and you're like in the spaceship, and then Shit. you can fucking stuff. Well, I don't know if, if you can fuck, but like I guarantee this couple is fucking. But then they go. Yeah, out what is going on here? Stuff. It's just almost looked like Journey, but co-op. Yeah, you were right there. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a little bit from uh, their blog post. All right. Uh, again, Haven is Haven is a chill co-op adventure coming to PlayStation Four. Uh, and this is from. Emmerich Thoa, creative director at the game Bakers. People often ask me why we didn't do a sequel to Fury. Fury? Fury. Fury? Fury. And I usually uh, answer that we made Haven because our goal is to surprise players, to innovate, to explore new experiences. This is the absolute truth, but there's another side to it. Uh, I don't always tell. Fury was exhausting to make. Or is it Fury? I guess it's probably Fury. Uh, anyways, this is the one. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. No blog post about it, though. Even though I've done Haven before. It, yeah, it's an RPG. You're flying around together. You're doing all the stuff. You fight stuff. You do stuff. You got an economy in there. Yeah, you, you see, they did the blog post, which is very detailed and long, which doesn't help me when it's breaking, but I've seen this. Uh, of course, simplicity is not the only way to go. I love a hairy and dense RPG as much as anyone else, but sometimes between these deep and exhausting systems you learn in games, it's good to take a little break. Uh, it's what we wanted to achieve in Haven. Make it a gentle breeze, a soft hand that will take you through its journey without asking you to care too much about the details. In Haven, we only want you to care about you and Kay. Again, that's a game I look at, and I obviously I put it in the showcase, so I I watched and got the whole rundown of it there and liked what I saw. I look at it though, and I'm like, would I actually roll credits on that? Is that something I'm going to play and have a good time with and be chill for a little bit and then just bounce off? Co-op's always a plus in my house. Me and Leah are always looking for things to play cooperatively. Sure, because otherwise you just watch her play games. Either I watch her play or she watches me play. Like I'm watching her play Last of Us Part Two right now. When that's right. done. I will play Ghost of Tsushima and she'll watch me. We go back and forth. But the I'll most fun right is when we get to play stuff together, like a way out or, um, you know, the we love the Lego games for that reason. Anything now we let, can kind of let me be know, help each other out. Crystal clear. Let me be crystal clear. All right. I have Ghost and I, I'm reviewing Ghost, but I can't talk about Ghost. So what I'm say, about to say is based strictly on the presentation from that state of play where they talked about Ghost of Tsushima for 28 minutes. You playing 
Ghost Gary is going to last about four minutes before she rips the controller away from you and plays it. Because that game, that? it's she, how obsessed was your wife with Assassin's Creed Odyssey? She she liked it and and Last of no, Us Part Two like like it. Like, she was loved obsessed. it. She played she everything. Really she played everything. To be fair, she's equal. I would say she's equally as obsessed with Last of Us Part Two. She we're playing it every single night. Like uh, she like she's obsessed. She, like we're both really into the story. But like yeah. my wife loves loves games like stealth games and Last yeah. of Us Part Two is like definitely scratching that. Go. Itch have you watched the state of play or has she watched the state of play for Ghost of Tsushima? No, I don't think she knows very much about what it is. But go you know, show it to her. Go maybe, show it to her. I mean, we may, maybe it. we'll maybe we can trade. Maybe we don't, can trade off. Like, she's gonna not gonna. She's not gonna let you. She's, you. Have her go watch it. Leah, go watch it, and she's gonna look at it and go, "This is just Assassin's Creed." F you. Is that never, is that pretty much what it is? I mean, from the state of play, yeah. I mean, like they have some of the same even huds and discoveries and assassinations and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Well, maybe we'll, maybe never we'll both play it. Maybe she can play on her profile. I'll play on mine. You just go right. How about you just go write another movie? Huh? I mean, I'm doing that. That's what I do during the day. I'm talking about this is my my leisure my leisure time, Greg. Your leisure time. My leisure time. All right. So, what do we think? Those are eight games that I think are the the first eight of these nines. What what were your standout games, Gary? From what we just saw there. Yeah. Like for me, it's for sure where the heart is. That's the one I'm all about. I like Fist. That looks good. Yeah. 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 Where the heart is looks good. Um, I think those were the main two. I think again the other one, uh, Haven. I kind of yeah. I, I like the aesthetic. It reminds me a little bit of uh, what was that game that came out recently that we all like? Sayonara. Oh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts. I really another liked. game and I really enjoyed. It didn't roll credits. <laughs> has that aesthetic, but again, anything co-op is a big plus in our house because we both get to play. We don't really like playing against each other. Um, yeah. But uh, but I know and also you know we both want to play. Uh, so like, like I said, like a way out is the most fun we've had playing together recently. That was a really, really fun co-op experience. Always on the lookout for good co-op games and that might scratch the itch. All right. We will keep you posted on the ninth game as it posts, uh, on here. I'll keep refreshing and stuff. And then, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, write in for PS. I love you. XOXO next week. If you think PlayStation is serious about Indies or if this is just, is this a new leaf? Is this just what we're going to see? We saw with PlayStation 4 where at the start they need them, so they're all about it. And then over time, it'll just give it up. How much does PlayStation now actually matter to this uh, fight with Xbox and Game Pass and everything else? I'm interested. Do you think as, as things stand right now, Greg, what do you think is of the three platforms? What do you think is the strongest platform in terms of like indie portfolio? Now the answer, the real answer, obviously, is PC. But I know you're not going to engage course, with me yeah, on that no, level. Gonna, so let's I mean, I, I will say that. I mean, if, if, if we're if you want to, if we can drop the facades and characters for a second, of course, it's PC. Yeah, of course, P- PC I, runs away with it by a million I, miles. But of the three of the three console platforms, what do you what do you which one do you think? I mean, they're all good, but what do you think, think about it? Is strongest portfolio for the most part, and this is for the most part. Again, I know you can throw twenty different examples at me that it's not, but for the majority of it, right? Like, there's just it's rare that there's exclusivity. Everything eventually comes over. Like, you know what I mean? Once you cross That's over, true. like Void Bastards was an Xbox Game Pass game, but now it's everywhere. You know, yeah, I, mean, you think in, about I, I think indie games everywhere. aren't really a big enough business for, you know, oh, for God, no, no. to make a lot of sense. That's the whole point of on why, title, like, title basis. That's why you see so many exclusives that are like, all right, cool, we're only on Epic Game Store and Xbox, or we're only on PlayStation 5 and Epic Game Store or whatever. Yeah. People, the, be- the best thing is like a timed exclusive. Yeah. You, you they're know? signing these deals because they just want to make sure their game makes their money back and they can keep making games and they can support their staff and stuff. And that's why. Right. Right. It's great that those deals exist. That way you can have more indies like that. And I'd like to see, and I imagine we are, 
I'd like to see PlayStation doing more of that. You imagine everything they promoted there, uh, you know, in the PlayStation 5 showcase, like Bugsnax, uh, is going to have that kind of deal. And there's a reason behind the exclusivity, you know, console exclusive. But where they all bleed over and whatever is a, is a different ball of wax, Gary. It's a great time to be a gamer. Great time to be a gamer, except if you are a Crisis fan. Number two on the Roper Report, Crisis Remastered and its trailer have been delayed. Uh, we're reading the intro from Steve Wright and then going to a uh, Twitter post. Steve Wright over at GameSpot, my apologies. Uh, Crisis Remastered was supposed to debut its gameplay reveal trailer today. Instead, Crytek announced that the remaster has been delayed by a few weeks from its original July 23rd date after a leaked gameplay trailer resulted in some upset fans. Several YouTube commenters joked that Crytek had remastered the console version of the famously taxing PC game. Uh, the letter on Twitter from uh, Crytek reads, Dear Crisis fans, as you know, Crisis Remastered will be coming into the world this year, and at the same time, the Crisis IP will de debut on Nintendo Switch. Your passion for the Crisis franchise deserves an undeniably high-quality game, and we are committed to delivering just that. To ensure that we meet the commitment, we will need to delay the launch date, parentheses, all platforms, and trailer premiere by a few weeks. Because they already because they already started, pre-orders for Switch will stay open, but pre-orders for all other platforms will be delayed as well. The features you're looking forward to are already set, but we want to take the time on polishing the game. You might be aware of the leak yesterday, and we want you to know we've seen the reactions, the good and the bad, and we're listening. We're still working on a number of things in the game, as well as the storefront. Please keep the love coming and rest assured, uh, we rest assured we have we uh, you'll have the game you love shortly. This extra time until release will allow us to get Crisis Remastered up to the PC and console breaking standards you've come to expect from Crisis Games. We hope you understand what we're up to and that you stay with us while we take the time to make a few more improvements. Stay tuned and we'll have that game in your hands as soon as we possibly can. Uh, we'll keep you updated on our progress so please hang in there and check back here for more updates what's interesting about this and it was steve's headline on GameSpot, is that the trailer was delayed with like an hour to go like until when it was supposed to go live or within hours since it was supposed to go today that they came out and said this it's it's interesting where i'm like all right cool you're delaying it a few weeks here, like here's how the thing greg here's the thing yeah, we've yeah. we've been there, you know. Remember the extra life documentary where we're like, "Oh, the video is perfect, except for it flashes red every mm -hmm. couple of minutes." It's like, all right, that's well, a video. We'll get another we're talking export. about a video game that they're like that leaked the trailer, and people are like, "This game looks like shit," and they're like, "Fuck, we need a few weeks to make it not look like shit." Is that enough time? Is that really? Are they going to be able to really do it? Like, this is a, such a weird, fascinating decision to happen in the, our world where everything's instantaneous, where you can make these kind of pivots that quickly. I think in general, you're seeing this trend emerging. And I think it's a positive trend of developers uh, delaying games in order to take the time that is necessary to make sure the game doesn't release in an unfinished state just for the sake of hitting some arbitrary date. Yeah. Like, so, you know, Cyberpunk got pushed back and they were transparent about it. And, you know, it's disappointing. But like, it's going to be worth the wait. Don't worry. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And we're seeing, And we're seeing more and more companies doing that. And I think that's... You know, anything that helps alleviate crunch, anything that helps that yeah, sure. get away from this this feeling, especially on PC where games feel like, oh, we'll release it now, patch it later, we'll have a day one patch or whatever. Like that's we we don't really love that. I would I would rather games you know launch out of the box in the most um finished state possible. And I think that's a positive trend. 
In this case, though, did something specific happen where like something leaked and there was a negative reaction and now they're panicking? I'm not I'm not up to date on what happened. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. We talked about it at the top from Steve's thing, but I know there's a lot of text and you like to come in cold. You like to not look at the document because you like to hear my I, voice. Yeah, because appreciate- that's how you get the hottest of hot takes, Greg, is if no, I like, I'm not find not out good. in I- that moment. Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean. You want you want you want my you want my in order for my takes to be like hard as possible. You want them to be as ill informed and like knee jerk as <laughs> as possible. And that means not looking at the show document, not doing any research, just like shooting my mouth off with like the bare minimum of information. That that that's what I bring to the show. Gary, when you hand over your takes, I like it to burn my hands. Oh yeah, it's like nuclear nuclear hot. Uh, yeah, so as Chris, uh, Steve started, uh, the crisis remaster, Crytek, uh, hold on, uh, from its original, after a leaked gameplay trailer resulted in some upset fans. Several YouTube commenters joked that Crytek had remastered the console version of the famously taxing PC game. So yeah, the trailer leaked the other day, and then they were like, oh shit, people hate it. What what was the, do you do you know what the reaction was like? What is it that people were responding negative, negative, neg- like negatively? Negative negatively. It, it didn't look like it. I'm trying to find somebody who. Okay, so here's where we're gonna go. We're gonna go over to Tom Phillips at Eurogamer, who has a bunch of updates to the article. He had a, it looks like he had the original story. Here's the original story. There's still 26 hours to go until Crisis Remastered is officially revealed to the world via a YouTube gameplay premiere, but you can see how the game looks right now and find out its release date via the Microsoft Store. Crisis Remastered will launch on the 23rd of July and weigh in at 7.01 GB on Xbox One according to the Microsoft listing. Uh, HDR and 4K visuals will be supported. Uh, As previously announced, uh, the gameplay's multiplayer portion does not appear to be making a return. Uh, Here's tomorrow's trailer, and then it's this trailer here. Actually, Kevin, you want me to link this to you? You can throw it up. No, I'm good. Thanks. Kevin. Just send it you over. Rude Kevin, boy. Kevin, is on, Kevin is on rare form today. <laughs> I know, right? He's on fire. Where are you right? sending it? Discord? Uh, I was going to be Slack. Where do you want it? I mean, I don't know. Wherever you want, dude. I, I'm looking at the, Slack. the thing. Slack. 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 Okay, hold on. I didn't have that one open. All right. So anyways, um, that was the original story. Oh. Then this update happened. Today, our official Crisis Remastered gameplay reveal video has been set to private on YouTube. The trailer has been due to go live within the next hour or so this afternoon and has been counting down until then. A leaked version of the trailer and various screenshots received a mixed reaction from fans after popping up online yesterday. Eurogamer has contacted Crytek for a comment. And then up here is the full-blown thing with the post that said, hey, we're we're listening, we're doing the thing, we're not going to put it out for you. Wow. I'm trying to see so, if anybody tabulated people hating it. Like, do wait, we so the thing? trailer the trailer leaked, correct? And there was a negative reaction. Right. So, are they now pulling the official reveal of the trailer, or just they've not it... only pulled the official release of the trailer, Gary? They've delayed the game. I mean, if it's hard for me to tell, looking at the like, the tiny little window in a window here, like. This you could be showing me the original crisis and I wouldn't know the difference. It's hard to tell in a window this small, but like I don't know. Is I it think, a, what difference is a few weeks gonna make? Exactly. Now you've caught up. I think the biggest question comes from fake face chan in uh the chat who says, but honestly, how many people care care about crisis in 2020? I, That's don't. I never did. I never I never cared for crisis. It, it gave us the far cry games. Yeah. yeah, which you know that they, they, you know we we still like those for the most part, but I never really cared for you know crisis's major contribution 
to gamer culture has been a, a, a you know a, basically just a, a never-ending meme about you know how high the system requirements were yeah and that's it like the game itself i didn't think was fun when if i did finally no i know i never really cared for it, it was such an it was such a 2007 2008 joke at ign like it wasn't even i haven't heard anybody talk about crisis so the fact that they were like oh we're gonna remake it like all right whatever and then the fact that now people are like this doesn't fucking look good i'm like what it's how old is this fucking game come on why do you care Play Predator Hunting Grounds. Come on. Number three on the Roper Report. Di- uh, Devolver has announced this digital showcase. Uh, as always, they're hilarious in their press release, so I thought I'd read it. Amid a groundbreaking new level of tedious digital showcases, Devolver Digital aims to raise the bar for overrating marketing vi- or overrated marketing videos with this year's Devolver Direct on July 11th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. The seventh best indie game label will step up to the plate once more and whiff real hard with a live pre-recorded presentation on Twitch. This year's showcase continues the tradition of overpromises with new game reveals, gameplay reveals, release date announcements, and special guests from the industry to help usher in these important marketing bullet points. And it's nearly all gameplay because that's what the youths of today demand. The, astonish- the astonishing misuse of marketing budget will end with a few surprises and game demos available to play by the unwashed masses, including Carry On, Disc Room, and an unannounced game. Maybe another game too. Who can really tell where this thing is leading? So Devolver has its own thing. Devolver Direct, July 11th. That's a Saturday uh, at noon. What do you think of the whole Devolver kind of aesthetic, Greg, in terms of like, I get I get what they're doing. Like everything's tongue in cheek. Everything's silly. Everything's a joke. Like they're, you know, it, and it's fun, but like, is it also a bit annoying? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I could, I, I definitely can understand where, oh, try hard, uh, cringe or whatever. As somebody who's the guy who reads every industry fucking press release, like I appreciate them coming in and being like, listen, it's amid a groundbreaking new level of tedious digital showcases. We're back. Like, if you want to know, like, I think that there's so many people who like, ah, we're the edgy people. We're the edgy developers. Yada, yada, yada. Like Devolver, I think can have that reputation as a publisher. I don't think they're trying for that. They're just trying to make cool games and support cool indies. And I think that they historically do that i think the fact that you know they wouldn't pay e3 for a booth so they'd get a parking lot across the street and have beer and uh uh uh, hot dogs and grills you can go hang out it was great i think that they've gone and committed to this devolver digital showcase year after year to where i don't know if you've caught this gary do you watch the showcases yeah and i you know i kind of feel like devolver is now inhabiting and this is going to be like a real old school reference you may remember this greg many others Uh won't but like, do you remember gathering of developers and like Mike Wilson and those guys back when they were they they were trying to do like a we're renegades we're you know uh, we're doing something different and we're gonna we're gonna do radical sh- and they would always do like stupid goofy PR stunts to try and yeah. get people's attention. I kind of feel like that's the space that Devolver now inhabits, at least in terms of like you know their public facing presence, the way that they market and present themselves uh yeah and i think the fact that they have their own narrative to these things they understand what the showcase is like we don't react to them generally because they're so comedic like they're they're like a comedic short like i think talking over them gets in the way of it actually because they are talking about uh uh what's that woman nina struthers who's the devolver head the fake devolver head huh no 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 the woman in the devolver digital nina struthers okay so like i don't know if this is perhaps the coolest narrative in gaming i think that is like the most underrated thing so 
there's this woman, Nina Struthers, who is the head of Devolver. She's not really the head of Devolver, but when they do the showcase, she comes out and does the buzzwords and this and yada, yada, yada. And oh, she, she's like, the, who was that guy that PlayStation used to have? Kevin something. Kevin Butler. And so Nina comes out and does this every time and escalates it. In the first one, you know, they killed a bunch of people. She was covered in blood. Then in the last one, she got shot to death, like RoboCop style, and then got rebooted as a RoboCop thing. And so they have this entire fucking fake narrative for devolver in these things called nina and when playstation reached out for playstation 5 for the big reveal event they were like hey have people send in their thing talking about why they made games or whatever they did whatever the end montage was devolver sent back nina struthers and they put it in like i don't understand if playstation had no idea that this is the fucking robocop lady that has nothing really to do but they, they sent her as a representative for devolver and she's in the playstation 5 thing just straight down the barrel giving a serious answer and i was like that is fucking awesome. All right, when, fair the, play to them. when the fucking joke becomes the reality and like the biggest goddamn thing for PlayStation, that's fucking funny. And that's the thing is like that, I think, encapsulates what Devolver is where, hey, we're going to put out a bunch of cool indies. They're weird, goofy games that, you know, that when they find their audience, people love or whatever. But also like, we're doing this to make ourselves laugh and the people who are yeah, like game, game, Games are supposed to be fun. And you're right, you know, press releases and and game marketing and it's all it's also buttoned down and corporate these days i'm glad that there's still some people out there just kind of like having fun with it exactly yeah so i'm excited to see what they have because the presentation even if it i think you w watch so many of these and like we're just talking about with the playstation uh, reveal of indies today where it's like all right only one of them is for me like okay cool but i still saw some games and i got out devolver keeps the whole thing entertaining and they're doing a weird narrative and a bloodbath so whatever if you want more games you can play, number four on the Roper Report, uh, Xbox is teaming up with Summer Game Fest for a bunch of demos you can play at home. I'm reading from the Xbox uh, Wire. If you've been lucky enough to attend E3, PAX, Gamescom, or another show in the past, you know that above and beyond the spectacle of these shows, one of the great joys of attending a marquee gaming event is being able to get your hands on games. Lots of games. Getting to try them out early and discover lots of new games is awesome. While we can't recreate that experience of attendees at big, sh while we can't recreate the experience of attending a big show entirely, we can help you get your hands on lots of cool games early. As announced by Jeff Keeley as part of Summer Games Fest, Xbox. Is oh yeah, this whole thing you got you hate Keeley now. Right? I don't like Jeff Keeley. No, down with Jeff Keeley. The thing about it is, Gary, you understand, and you, I know you won't break the act or whatever. You, 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 you come off so dry all the time that people really think you hate Jeff Keeley. They don't get that it's a bit as totally they should. That's why I want you know them I mean? to think. No, because goddamn it, then I gotta go on the subreddit and people are like, "Does Gary really hate?" And they're like, "Oh man, blessing didn't know what to do." And I'm like, "It's a fucking joke. You're, it's you an have, act." You don't have to go on any subreddit. I don't go on any reddits. My life is working out just fine. I it, imagine it, it's probably a lot better for the fact that I'm not fucking going on any subreddits. All right. <laughs> I can't argue that might actually be true. Uh, as announced by Jeff Keighley as part of Summer Game Fest, Xbox is proud to reveal that our Summer Games Fest demo event will be live on Xbox One from July 21st to, through July 27th. Uh, we'll have more than 60 brand new game demos for upcoming unreleased Xbox games available to check out for free. Look for the special Game Fest demo tile on the Xbox One dashboard that week to find the collection of available demos. A few things like to keep that. in mind. This this is fucking fantastic, and I love that they go this far. A few things to keep in mind. These are not normal game demos. Typically, the demos you see in our demo channel are created after the game is completed, or nearly completed, and represent the final version. Many of these demos are early, and some are for games that won't be out for quite some time. We've never done this before. 
What that means is that you'll get to experience these games early, some way early, which is awesome. But you should also note that these games will continue to evolve and be polished as they near release. In other words, think of these as akin to show floor demos and not necessarily indicative of the final product. In speaking, as someone who has worked in the industry for a while, that's not a bad thing. In fact, being able to check out games early and then see how they evolve is freaking awesome. These demos will only be up on the Xbox dashboard for one week. Some might be a, some might be republished to the demo channel later, but many will simply evaporate at the end of the week. So make sure you check them out while you can. I like it. I miss game demo. We talked about this before, but I miss game demos. Remember see, back in the day on Xbox when everything had a demo? 100%. But the thing is, like, Gary, this is so much bigger than that. This is what Jeff tried to do at Game Awards, and I just don't think had the time put together quick enough, uh, where he did it on Steam, and he mentioned he hopes to get the partners involved next year. Of like, We talk over and over and over again, and it's going to be on Gamescast today about, man, E3 is dead this year. When do people wise up that they don't need it? Okay, these events are too spread out, yada, blah, 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 blah. This is like the future. If you can actually get people on the same page that, hey, we're giving you these demos, but they're going to crash and they're not going to have complete things and yada, yada. This is as if you were on the show floor. This is such a backbreaker and will be the line in the sand of events that came before and after, right? Where it's like, if you are a submit, like uh, even for us, like if I was going to do the kind of funny game showcase again, right? Like I would want to talk to uh, Xbox or Steam or PlayStation and try to figure out how to get those onto a thing. Like in a world where we can't leave our houses and we can take the learnings of the events we've done before, being able to bring the games and put them out there and have them be limited and have them be this thing is such an awesome fucking idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. I can't. I mean, have they said much about what some of the games are going to be, or have they just said sixty games? They said sixty. They did announce a few. I didn't expect you to ask me the question because I, I, I hold on, Kevin. Tell Gary what you had for breakfast. Uh, Gary. So what I did today was I made three eggs. All right, sunny side up. You know what I mean? Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. So they announced. As mentioned, I we have a lot of games. Some. Oh man. Wait, hold on. I wanted to hear the rest of the breakfast thing. It gets really good. Right. Yeah, well, let, let Kevin finish. So I pop that in a bowl, okay? Yeah, and three sunny I, side up eggs, okay. Yeah. Then I cut up, uh, what is this, the hot link? You know, the, the sausages? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I cut it up real good, grilled it up, put it in the bowl as well. Then okay. I got some white rice from yesterday, grilled okay. it up with some garlic, you know, put it in there, got it going, oh, wow. you know? And I put that in the bowl. Then I grab the bowl, put a plate over it, flip that bad boy over, bam, breakfast. That's good. That is it was good. really good. That sounds pretty good. All right. I like it. Okay. So first off, this was Glenn Gregory, senior product marketing manager at Xbox. Sorry, I should have credited him. Uh, he says in the post, we'll have more than 60 brand new games. But then at the end, he goes, as I mentioned, we'll have a lot of games. Somewhere between 75 and 100 when the dust settles. We'll announce wow. the full list closer to July 21st, but here are some highlights. Uh, so Chris Tales, a gorgeous indie love letter to classic JRPGs with a new perspective. Destroy All Humans, the cult classic returns. A Haven, which we just talked about over on the PlayStation stuff. It'll be on there so you can play it during this. Hellpoint, an intense action RPG taking place on Irid Novo, a derelict space station. Uh, Skatebird! Oh no, shit, Skatebird's gonna be on there. That's great. Yay, uh, Skatebird! Veil, Shadow of the Crown will be on there. Uh, Raji, uh, an ancient temple. And then Welcome to Elk, a, biolog a biological adventure set on an island like no other where every character you can kind of story tell. Uh, so those are just a few of the ones they've done there to wet your whistle. 
I like, I, mean, I, like, I like what Xbox is. I think Xbox is going to be really aggressive this generation. I mean, they have to be because they know yeah. they're playing catch up. So, yeah, it seems like they're going to be bringing it. Good for them. I like this a lot. I like that a lot. I want to do a live stream where we just, well, I just play a lot of them. Maybe switch it off. Yeah. Kind of play everything. Kind of funny plays everything. Kevin? Yeah, you should, yeah, you should, you should do like a big live stream where you just try a bunch of game demos. Yeah, Greg? I'm going to need you to be awake for 48 hours while me, Blessing, and Tim cycle through and play every game. Challenge accepted, you son of a bitch. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. That's it. That's how you got to do it. Uh, number five and final on the Roper Report. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is ditching wall running. This is Lisa Dahlgren over at Game Reactor. I don't even know if there's much. Uh, they, you might have seen wall. We're way late in the show. We've had a great show. So I'm just going to toss this out there in uh, bullet point form. Uh, Lisa had an interview over there. Uh, asked about like, hey, wall running was one of the trailers, but I haven't seen it since. And uh, the guy, Piers... I don't see his full name. Oh, there it is. Max Pierce, uh, level designer, said, Ah, the wall running. That is something that we removed due to design reasons, but there's still going to be a lot of flexibility on how you move. That's for sure. So there you go, everybody. If you, you're only buying Cyberpunk to run on walls, I'm sorry. Bad news for you, but I think the game's going to be pretty dope either way. Gary, are you excited for Cyberpunk? Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit worried at this point that the hype is like so off the charts. Sure that you know it's going to be you know, as great as it is like there's going to be some people who are disappointed because they think it's going to be like the second coming or something but based on you know the you know i know a bunch of people got to play for it a few hours and they all walked away really like like no but no one was unimpressed right so it feels like all signs are, are, are positive at this point yeah i'm looking forward to it myself but gary cyberpunk so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go The complete oh. list of up and coming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Before I tell you what's out today, let me tell you about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, be a Patreon producer and get the show ad free along with that show uh, post show. But, if you have no bucks tossed away, you have to listen to the ad. And today it's from Brooklyn. Uh, did you know that making small changes to your life every day can lead to huge positive changes in your lifestyle? The right towels turn a bathroom into a spa. The right loungewear turns function into luxury. The right bedding turns a bed into a retreat. Now, uh, Brooklyn, uh, you've known them forever. Uh, the Internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels, and more with over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. You are well aware that Kind of Funny loves Brooklyn. And I only sleep on Brooklyn sheets, but I'm excited to announce we just got our Brooklyn towels. They are super soft. I, 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 when we unpacked them, I immediately ran over and rubbed Jen with it. Jen, how soft was that Brooklyn towel? Very soft, she says. Yeah, we like our Brooklyn and Dolls. I'm very excited to have that. Uh, like it said, they do everything. I got a note here that says, what now? Tim loves that he can get the right colors to match his room. Tim can shut up. Uh, Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer uh, bedding <laughs> company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with consumers. There's no middlemen, just great products and service. All luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Uh, go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. That's brooklinen.com, promo code GAMES for 10% off your first order and free shipping. Gary. Yes. Today. I'm trying something new here, Gary. I'm, I'm okay. piloting with you, and I've just started it since the end of the Cyberpunk story. All right. You want to know what I did? What? I shrunk Discord. So I can't see you anymore. 
Because okay. I find what I do often is I look over here and I look at you talk to me and then I'm like, wait, no, I should look at the camera. You know you what I mean? Look, I, I look at the lens as much as possible. Yeah. I know, but it's hard because you see the thing over there. You know, you know. Uh, out today, Trackmania on PC. Uh, my bewitching perfume on Switch. <laughs> my Droid. bewitching perfume? What yeah, is that? I'm, op I'm opening Discord again. You got to get me yeah, the trailer. You got to pull that one. Uh, Droid Gear Gear on PC. Carrier tra Trail on PC and Mac. Casino Life Poker on PC, Flatland Volume 2 on PC, uh, Karaki uh, Shooter on PC, Baby Dino Adventures on PC and Mac, Thrust Legend, PC, uh, Chair Fucking Simulator. That's what Ooh, it says. Thrust PC. Legend. Okay, I got to look that one as well. That, is that on Steam? Hold on, I'm opening so up Thrust Steam right Thrust Legend now. got you, but not Chair Fucking Simulator. Huh? I, I oh, wait, hold early. on a second. Oh, shit. I got to get this. Which one? Because okay, so here's the thing. It's one. To me, right? It thrust legend. So here's the thing, and I'm gonna make a big recommendation right now. When you first said it, I was like, that can't possibly be a remake of the 8-bit classic thrust, because that would be too good to be true. Wait, that's, and I it, that's at what it, your mind and went, it huh? fucking and it fucking is. It's a remake of Thrust, which is one of my all-time favorite games from the Commodore 64 era, and it is fantastic. I already bought, I one click, I just immediately one click bought it on stream. I, I, I it's it, on Steam. It looks like a lot of people have been making Thrust clones over the years. This one also looks like an unofficial remake, remaster kind of thing. But like, trust me, Thrust is one of my all time favorite games. There is now some kind of new PC version of it. I am all in on Thrust Legend. I'm trying Thrust. this out. Thrust Legend. Thrust. Yeah, Thrust Legend is a mod remake of the classic game Thrust by Jeremy C. Smith from 1986. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be getting this. I mean, I already did get it. This is uh, my perfume. Yeah. I. Uh... There's no trailers for it. There's just a bunch of. What? So what is it? Oh, it's one of these. Okay. Anyways, uh, Dead Signs is on PC. Dungeons is Bombs is on PC. Solitaire 3D is on Steam. Uh, Fallout 76 has update 20. Uh, it's for free. Join the legendary run. Fallout 76 inaugural season to earn new and exclusive rewards. Create teams and ease. Or I'm sorry, create teams with ease. Uh, and public teams, yada, yada, yada. Uh, free Kerbal Space Program Shared Horizons update is now available on PC with it coming to consoles sometime in 2020. And then Minecraft Dungeons Jungle DLC is out as well. Uh, new dates for you. Ooblets as uh, has is entering early access on Xbox One and Epic Game Store on July fifteenth. Final Fantasy XIV's Reflections in Crystal update is coming out uh, August eleventh, and then Street Power Soccer is coming to all consoles and PC August twenty fifth. Deals of the day for you. We have an Xbox Game Pass update for July. Out of the Park Baseball Twenty One is on PC. Uh, that's out now. Soul Caliber uh, Six is on console. That's out now. Uh, Cross Code is coming to console. That's going to be July 9th. And then Fallout Seventy Six comes to console and PC July 9th on Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass still an amazing deal, Gary Wood. I've already got Thrust Legend installed. I'm re I could like literally start <laughs> playing it right now. All right, hold on. We'll get you out of here. We'll get you out of here. You can do. It. We got a potion to do. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I want to. Or I'm going to. I'm just saying I could. Because uh, like that's how quickly I bought it. Kevin. So don't Google chair fucking simulator. Oh, I already. I already looked at that too. Yeah, that's on literally Steam a guy talking a chair. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it. It legitimately is like a beanbag that that just yeah. is is just Hump. humping chairs. Just hump There's yeah, one I mean, that, chair that it, looks that, like that, a that demon. does appear to be what it is. Yeah. There's like. It, and he's got teeth, and and the teeth make no, it way no. worse. 
The demon chair, I can't tell if it likes it or it's it's in pain, but it's graphic. Um, and then also before we get to squat up and get you out of here and oh, I actually go do the post show, the final of I think the ninth final, they're not even saying these are part of the PlayStation Indie Initiative. The it looks like Worms Rumble is going to be uh the final indie here from the PlayStation blog. It's coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, later this franchise just keeps on going, doesn't it? There's no yeah, stopping it. Right. But this seems uh, is there a link anywhere? Or? Uh, PlayStation blog is where I'm at. No, so it's I mean, worms and real. Give it to me no, because I'm just gonna. Uh, you know what, Kevin? You're a real piece of work. Well, I don't you know? understand. What, for every single other one, you were just sending me the link. You know what, Kevin? There uh-huh. it is. You happy now? Yeah. Uh, it's in real time, which is different than it. Uh, we, of course, love the turn-based versions of Worms, and uh, it's what we've done for so many years. Working on Worms WMD was an absolute blast. But a little uh, what-if itch. Sure, we've done spin-offs for Worms before, but we wanted to go all out and see if we could pull off a real-time version of Worms. We started prototyping it a couple years ago. Again, see, like, I could have just gone. Oh, the, it's got crossplay apparently. Okay. Oh. We can confirm that Worms... So, okay, so so real-time is a major evolution for Worms because it's yeah. always historically been turn-based. We'll be bringing you 32-player online experience like you've never seen in a Worms game before. Whoa. Interesting. So that'll... Oh, here it is. That was, so that was it. So yeah, to recap here, they, they finally put in the thing saying what it is. So it was Creeks, Heavenly Bodies, um, Shuhei's Post, uh, Fist, uh, Maquette, Where is the... Or Where the Heart Is, uh, Recompile, or Recompile, Cardo, Haven and then Worms Rumble. All of that is on the PlayStation wonder, blog now. Is this still going to have that side perspective? I mean, you can see right now what it looks like. So. Okay, no, yeah. it looks like this. Wait, no, no, yeah. yeah. Like this shot right here. Those. I remember I shut Discord. Oh. Oh, I there's didn't... actually you're watching the trailer. Battle Royale, 32 players, cross play. Yeah, like it does. I, I this think is not going to this... be like any Worms game that you've seen before. That's I, for sure. I really like this idea because. Yeah, Worms is a fun game. This could be a fun party mode, Greg. Worms is another one that I can't believe is still going. It's a perennial. Great. Worms WMD is on Game Pass right now. Um, Time to squat up. This is where usually you write in with your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in a video game. Instead, we're going to read a somber post from the nanobiologist reminding everybody that you matter and are not alone and you're not allowed to kill yourself. Uh, good morning. Several days ago, the Rainbow Six Siege community lost a very valued member, Icy Cat 25, aka Lee Autour, uh, to suicide. He created so many videos that made the daunting game so open and welcoming, with clear, easy to consume info about all new patches, operators, nerfs, etc. Plus, his podcast, Rainbow Six Radio, was so much fun to listen to because it was made by fans who absolutely love the game for all fans and skill levels. The news broke from his friend uh, Cap Dan on their Rainbow Six uh, Radio subreddit. Lee, you will be missed by so many, and thank you for everything with keep with helping keep Siege accessible and understandable for all. For anyone listening, if you are dealing with demons, please reach out to someone if you can. Always read Greg's Reddit post, quote, you're not allowed to kill yourself. Uh, call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And if you ever feel alone, you are not. Best friends are here to help you. My DMs are always open if you ever need help. The nanobiologist. And well said, Nano, of course. Uh, Obviously, I know we all deal with uh, depression in different ways, but uh, suicide is never the answer. And you should always reach out to somebody before doing anything brash. Uh, And so, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Rash. I don't know about brash, but rash, certainly. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I see at 25. Thank you for the correction. 
Uh, speaking of corrections, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you're watching live and have something to correct us on. I'm uh, getting in here. What are we doing? Do, 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 do. Uh, Tommy Boy says cosmonauts are people trained and certified by the Russian Space Agency to work in space. Astronauts are trained and certified by NASA, ESA, CSA, or JAXA to work in space. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Congratulations on that. I'm talking mm. to the dude that put it in, not you, Greg. No, I know. I, know, I, know. I, I liked it because you covered while I kept re- reading some stuff, which is helpful. Man, everybody in here, oh, you missed the Xbox Game Fest demo news. You're not allowed to say we missed the fucking news until we get to new dates. Mm-hmm. All right? Is mm-hmm. that fucking simple? Is that easy for you people? Everybody's in timeout right now. Nobody talking chat for the next four minutes. I'm looking at the chat. Nobody talking it. Do you want me to block any of the chat talks? No, they should know better. It's it's a it's a self ban on all of them. Just, Timeout, whatever the hell it is. God. Um. <laughs> hi, my name is Rose. <laughs> they went to developer Gathering of Developers, Mike Wilson, Harry, Harry Miller, and Rick Stoltz of Gathering of Developers are founders of Devolver. Oh. Ah. So I would. I, there, I, that Gary. Was a, there you go. I was a very uh, very astute observation that I made earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mizuki says, not that you're wrong, but does the Xbox demo announcement hint at a possible date for the rumored Xbox July conference? Interesting, right? They haven't they said now they're it's oh no, they skipped June, right? And it is July then, yeah. So, like, it could be, and that does make sense that you would say at the end of your big announcement, maybe that's where it goes. You know what I mean? Uh, nanobiologist gets the final one and says greg said welcome to elk was a biological adventure it's a biographical adventure but if it's biography if it's bi- it's your biography it's biological right because it has to do with the fact that you were born so stick that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games daily we still have a post show to do you can catch it on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can support the show get it ad free and have a great time uh if you want to get it any other way you can watch us live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast remember to r- like rate subscribe follow everything you can do to help us even if you don't use the other platforms it helps if you go there and leave a review on the podcast or you go and leave a thumbs up on the video or whatever the hell you want to do you got that amazon prime you got the twitch prime you know what it's about gary you got anything to add no i'm all good perfect uh tomorrow it's gonna be uh, wait are you right we're we're, like it's just like where i plug things or animal talking tonight 7 p.m twitch.tv slash gary witter uh shaggy yeah is gonna perform with, he's got a kicking up kicking off summer with a summer jam and uh we've got kiki wolf kill from microsoft oh nice uh you know halo uh halo yeah, boss lady great. uh jordan vote roberts uh will nice. be joining he'll be telling us all about the metal gear solid movie he's trying to make yeah. and uh comedian jimmy o yang from uh, silicon valley and space force will be on the show as well you still got adam, adam live adam, tonight adam nickerson's on the show everyone's on tonight what do you mean all those people yeah, yeah. like it like the Tonight Show where they yeah, like we usually have like we usually have like three or four guests per show. That's cool. Fucked up you, man, right? What? Uh, tomorrow it's me and Blessing. Friday it's Blessing and me. Uh, a lot of you still were talking in the chat with emotes, and you thought that got around it. And I want you to know that's still offensive to me. So you've all offended me, and you're also timed out for the next show after this. I forget what it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We got a post show to do, but until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>